0: 18 plus. In 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: 1.
2: It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders.
0: Well, we're waiting.
3: Welcome into the Rundown, the Monday edition. Right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to this show in Guatemala. Yeah, I found that out over the weekend. If you're in Guatemala and you've got your cell phone, you can uh, dial this show up on the iHeartRadio app. So, shout out to the folks listening in Guatemala and the folks listening in Colombia. Quick shout out to the Gamecock fans. I know today's kind of a tough thing here. Tough uh, tough afternoon on Saturday. We'll get into that in a moment. we have got some comments from Coach Will Muschamp uh, from yesterday in his teleconference. So, that's... Um, said something interesting about, and one of the first stats that I noticed from that game of course, uh, the big loss to Georgia over the weekend was the Gamecocks didn't really run the ball and you know, we'd heard a lot about Rico Dowdle and Tyshawn Williams and even A.J. Turner, I think A.J. Turner is a great running back in his own right. We heard a lot about these guys and only 20 opportunities to carry the ball. Now I know I know 47 seconds into the game Carolina's down a touchdown after a, um, Jake Bentley throws a ball, hits a player in the helmet, gets returns, you know, for a pick six. Play that wasn't really his fault. But maybe the game plan changes a little bit, you know? You can definitely uh, argue that point. But a very frustrating game for Gamecock fans. I know a lot of Gamecock fans were thinking. You know, maybe we have an opportunity here that we can get Georgia. It's early in the season, and obviously there's still some more work to do. So, if you want to respond on that game, 803-978-1832 You could also uh, check us out on Facebook Live this afternoon. Uh, we appreciate Davy, Matt, Keith, uh, my buddy Cheddar Bob's watching. Corey's watching. He's a big Florida State fan. He says he's going to send me a turnover backpack. What the hell do you put in a turnover backpack? I I I don't know. <laughs> Florida State needs to figure out something. That turnover backpack, everybody tries to copy off of Miami with the whole turnover chain or whatever. Florida State has a turnover backpack. I, I truly have nothing. I don't know what Willie Taggart's doing down there. We'll, we'll get into that when we uh, do our look around the ACC and the SEC uh, in a little bit here. We'll also talk about Aaron Rodgers being Superman last night, and he basically... Gave, the, gave his finger to the entire Chicago Bears organization and laughed at them. He's still laughing right now, by the way. So, we'll definitely talk about that. I've also got some stuff. Uh, Jordan Spieth doesn't make the Tour Championship. I think that's absolutely stupid. I don't get that. Also, we've got some stuff here with uh, Game Time's announced for next week. Not this week, but next week. What else do we have here that we can go over today? Hmm. Oh. As I said Aaron Rodgers, we'll also talk about Florida too. And the state of Florida has kind of fallen into a pit as far as football goes. I used to laugh at people when they were talking about, you know, UCF is a national champion of this and a national champion of that. Well, I can guarantee you this, UCF is the national champ of Florida right now. I don't think there's I don't think any team in Florida right now could beat UCF. I'll take UCF and whatever you got. Miami, whatever. Miami, Florida, Florida State, I think they beat all three of those teams right now. Right now. I don't know what's going on down there. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Now, first, I want to talk a little bit, uh, or give Coach Will Muschamp uh, a chance to chat here. As I'm getting some uh, instant feedback from Facebook Live, Corey says the the backpack is, It's filled with regrets and remorse for hiring Taggart. You may be right about that, sir. The comrade checks in and wants to know if the Dolphins could beat them. Ah, Dolphins look good this weekend. (laughs) But on the college football front, see, I have to be so literal with Michael. Michael is like, anything that you say, you can't, it has to be exactly word for word. I don't know if he's bright enough to comprehend everything that I'm saying or can understand when I imply something. So I have to go word for word with him. But anyway, let's give Coach Will Muschamp a little bit of time here. He uh was on yesterday with his teleconference and he talked a little bit about the Georgia game and where the Gamecocks go from here.
4: Well, I just, you know, against a, a really good team like Georgia, you can't make the number of mistakes that we did. You obviously got to give Georgia credit. You start the game, it should be about a third and three at midfield. Instead, the ball bounces off a guy's helmet into their hands, and they score with a, with a touchdown return. It's a 7 nothing game. Uh, you know, we settle down, it's a 14 7 game. At 17-7, at second three at the six-yard line. You get a touchdown there. You're cutting into a three-point game. Instead, we settle for a field goal. But, um, you know, we make another stop defensively. They pin us back. We have a good drive right before half. We get stopped at midfield, and we hit an 18-yard punt and two completions and a scramble. It's a 10-point game instead of being a seven-point game. But with all that being said, our kids fought extremely hard and strained extremely hard in the first half to put themselves in that situation because we didn't play very well. And, uh, you know, at halftime, I told them, you ought to have confidence. And it's where we are right now, from the standpoint of how we've played uh, as we move into the second half, and then just just you know you you look at the first drive, a thirty four yard touchdown on, on a on a bus from a linebacker that should have walked in coverage. We don't leverage it correctly on the back end, and then Hardman can really run. You go three and out on offense, you got an opportunity. We got a drop at a third down. We should have been a conversion. Offense stays on the field. Instead, we're off the field. We bust a forty two yarder on a. Miscommunication of uh, a we'll cover down on the slot, and uh, and that's it huge play for them right there to create the momentum to score and then another three and out we miss a third and one conversion then a 26 yard run on a miscommunication so just some things that certainly are correctable very disappointed it's on me uh, that we need to get corrected but three drives are 21 points and two three and outs on offense and against an explosive team like Georgia it's very difficult to uh, to overcome and that's the bottom line so uh, we'll make the corrections We uh, had good meetings today and, and it started on Marshall so uh, injury report DJ Warnham uh, has got a, a tear on the uh ligament inside his ankle and he'll be about a month Uh, we couldn't detect the tear on the first MRI because of the swelling we did did a re-MRI on Friday and saw a tear in that ligament so they think he'll be about a month and Javon Gwyn had surgery on his foot as a non-football issue uh, that something had been bothering him actually had an injury a similar injury in high school uh, that we needed to fix and uh, we went ahead and fixed it and uh, he will be out for the season so I'll open up for any questions.
3: All right, there you go. Coach Muschamp yesterday uh, during his teleconference. A couple of things we take away from that. First of all, obviously, he makes a good point. The Gamecocks have to uh, not make mistakes. That's true. The other thing we took away from that is DJ Wanham's going to be out for a month. Now, when that happens, if he's out for a solid month, I mean, let, let's be honest, with the way that Georgia looked yesterday, Are the Gamecocks done in the East? Do you want to redshirt DJ Wanham? That's something you got to think about. Is that something he wants to think about? When you tear ligaments in your feet, you don't know how long that's going to take. They say a month. But if you're going to bring him back, you want him back at 100%. If it takes him six weeks to come back, you know, maybe you could think about redshirting him. I don't know. Whatever's best for the young man, I think, is the best thing to go. But these are things that are out there. I thought we do the good, bad, and the ugly here from that game on Saturday. One of the good things I took away from it, Carolina only had two penalties on the day. And they they continue to be one of the least penalized teams in the SEC. Two penalties for 15 yards. Uh, the bad, in my opinion, two turnovers. You can't turn the ball over against Georgia. You just can't do it. But this was the ugly part. Georgia rushed for 242 yards. Now, I'm not saying that you put all that on the defense, But when they rush for 242 yards and you rush for 43 yards on 20 attempts, that does not equate anywhere to a win. And Coach Muschamp was asked about that yesterday during the teleconference, and here's what he said about uh, the Gamecocks and the running game.
4: Well, we needed to stay with it. You know, that's something BMac and I talked about this morning. We needed to stay with the run more uh, and be more creative and try and run in the football. They've played a lot of split safety coverage. Uh, they left a six-man box, and we had some better run lanes than we've had against them. Uh, but we've got to be hard-headed about the run game and stay with it. I think it's going to help our team, It also makes them uh, try and add one to the box and create more issues outside for them. So uh, we need to do a better job of being more creative in the run game.
3: And I completely agree with him. Even if you are getting shut down, you still have to establish a run game. Maybe I'm old school in my thinking, and Lord knows that I've never been the guy that could strap up and go and play football. If you want to disagree with me, give me a call at 803 978 But I don't know very many football teams that win games where they don't really run the ball very much. If you have more turnovers and, in, and a lot less rushing yards, this time to the tune of about They outrushed you by about a 6-1 to margin. You're not going to win very many games. I think the Gamecocks got behind, and I think that they just didn't stick to the run game. And I think that ended up costing them. If you want to respond, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number. Let's move on to Clemson. Of course, they win over Texas A&M 28-26. The Tigers look good there from the start. Texas A&M comes out and gets a field goal. And then Clemson gets a touchdown from Kelly Bryant. Trevor Lawrence throws a touchdown, and it looks like things are off to the races. But then things kind of slow down a little bit. Kelly Bryant, of course, comes in and settles everything down. We'll talk more about Clemson in just a moment. Let's head out to the phones right now. And welcome into the rundown. How are you?
5: Doing good, Rob. How you doing?
3: Good, man. What's going on? You got a comment on the game?
5: Well, if you want to talk about the Carolina game, yeah. Yeah, sure. We uh, we never got the run game started. I I disagree with most chance Comments those should have stuck with it. We never we come out five wide the first quarter, and it's our OC's third game. I. I think he made a big mistake on the game plan, and I'm hoping he's smart enough to see that and change it. What do you mean by I made a mistake? Well, Debo's out left all game, and you...
6: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
6: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Yeah, or the wide receivers that are capable of catching the ball and a running back. And you're going to single out Debo. You're going to have Jake's eyes looking at Debo. It, I think it was trained in their thought that, we're going to beat you with Debo this week. And that's just not healthy for an offense. It was telegraphed.
3: So you think they were too one-dimensional?
5: Absolutely. Well, 240 I... yards to, to, what, 40 yards?
3: Yeah, 242 yards on the ground, 43 yards of on the ground for the Gamecocks. Uh, the Gamecocks did have uh, 227 yards through the air compared to 196 yards for Georgia but 438 total yards of offense for the Bulldogs
5: I think every well most Gamecock fans would agree we we would have taken no passing yards 300 yards rushing and win the game
3: well I think everybody wants to try to try to do that but I mean you have to look at it from this perspective too what do you think is a better playmaker on your offense your wide receivers and your quarterbacks or your running backs because I uh, because thinking. I'll tell you what if you ask me uh, and I'm on the outside looking in here if I would rather have Debo Samuel and and uh, Shai Smith and those guys making big plays rather than a, i I think they're capable of making bigger plays than your running backs so I think that's what I think that's what um McClendon was trying to do was get the ball in the hands of his playmakers and maybe they just don't have the confidence in their running backs I don't know
5: Georgia doesn't have the experience on the defensive line or the linebackers. Look at that, for me. and you're going to throw it at an experienced secondary.
3: Well, that's, I guess they thought that they had the advantage with with Samuels and and yes, of course, yeah, those guys. And Maybe that's wrong. what they thought. They were wrong. Well, I, we can. Hindsight is definitely 2020. Hey, Sam, it thanks is, so much absolutely. for calling in today, man. I appreciate it. Hey, go Minnesota. Go Minnesota. Oh, you're a Vikings fan, too. Ah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Sam, of course, uh, upset with the Gamecocks and their plan with McClendon. You know, the more and more I look at this game, I think they should have run the ball more because uh, if you look at Bentley, he threw the ball 36 times compared to only 20 rushes. That's... That's not a good mix. I think they should have run the ball more. But I'm also in the camp of, if I'm a Gamecock fan, I want Debo Samuel to get as many touches as he possibly can. I think he is that dynamic of a playmaker. Uh, An example that I would use would be um, something like uh, C.J. Spiller up at Clemson. They would do different things to try to get him the ball. And I think that's what they need to do with Samuel, in my opinion. And get, get him the ball and some space, because when he has space, he can make plays. They completely eliminated him from the, one of the best parts of the game, by the way. And that is his ability to uh, return kicks. So that, that's one area where they completely got rid of Samuel, and that was a, a good idea there for the Bulldogs. Let's head out to the phones once again. Welcome into the rundown. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello, welcome to the Rundown. All right. A bad phone there. That's fine. But I'll tell you what, though. That was that was one of the big things there with that was Debo Samuel was taken pretty much out of the game. Let's try the phones one more time. Welcome into the Rundown. Good afternoon.
6: Hey, what's going on on the Rundown? You know who it is. It's Hollywood.
3: Hey, you were up here telling me Friday that right. your Gators were going to go like 12-0 and then you That's go right. and get your butt handed to you by Kentucky, sir. I don't, I don't no, know. No, we ain't
6: got our butt handed to them. It did, is you, did you not win not or lose, no sir? We lost. And okay. I'm, I'm, I'm mad enough, and I will call in every time whether we win or lose. It is what it is. We lost. At some point in time, it was going to beat Florida. But 31 years in a row, we can't be mad, and I'm not upset about it.
3: Let, let me ask you this because I talked about this at the beginning of the show. Do you think that there is a team in Florida, whether it's Florida, Miami, um, whoever, that can beat UCF? Because I'm taking UCF against the field. Sure, sure.
6: Who could beat UCF? Ain't yeah, nobody. Who? Ain't nobody. Oh, okay, Damn man. Ain't nobody. I'm taking UCF
3: against the field, man. But tell me what happened with Kentucky, man? Because I hear all oh, this man. stuff about Kentucky, and Kentucky's not not supposed to be the greatest team ever. But they play well, they like got, a, almost I'll like a dirty what. kind of ball. I mean, what I mean by dirty is they slow the game down, they run the ball, and they play good defense.
6: You know what? When I when I seen that quarterback, oh, they got a two-threat quarterback. Uh-oh, it's going to be trouble. I figured that when I seen it, I said it's going to be trouble. You're talking about that the young man Wilson,
3: run. the transfer from Oregon, right?
6: That, that's right. That guy can run, and he can pass. No doubt about it. They got and We lost, and I'm not making no excuses i the next man up, baby, and that's Colorado State.
3: Well, and and I ask now: Are you have you uh, set the sale on the Gators?
6: Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm running I mean, with the Gators. I mean, I'm not I mean, going, the going nowhere. Season is what I'm saying. So oh, we're going, have... we're going to finish it up. We're going to finish it up. We're going to finish the deal.
3: Well, we're going to uh, finish the deal. I appreciate you calling in today, sir, and at least taking your medicine there when your your Gators. Oh, I will. I'm not like those Gamecock
6: fans. Okay. I am not like those Gamecock fans. <laughs> What do you mean by that, yes. man? Just, just not to... Oh, they got hand it to them. Uh oh. and, I, and I heard about what you say about like Debo. I don't know what Debo can't get. He can't get open. What, what's the deal with that?
3: Well, they got, to, they got to create plays to get him open. But thanks again for calling me today, man. I appreciate it. I've got to run to a quick break, but as always, I appreciate people to call. If you want to check in with the show today, just like the folks in this segment, give me a call at 803-978-1832. That's the number to call. 803-978-1832. We'll get to some clumps and stuff here in just a moment, as well as a lot more right here on The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400.
2: Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good.
1: And
3: welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. I appreciate people calling in today. 803-978-1832 is the number. We'll talk more about the Gamecock game in just a moment. Uh, the coordinators for Clemson met with uh, met with the scribes, the media, the town folk, whatever it is you want to call them this morning. And uh, they talked a little bit about that the win over Texas A&M. Here's some opening comments from Tony Elliott.
1: They start with the positive. You know, that's uh, two weeks in a row, no turnovers, uh, with the exception of the, of the delay of game procedure-wise going into that environment. I thought they, they handled that very, very well. Uh, when you look at the film, uh, not a lot of, of missed assignments, uh, so that was a positive. Now, now transition to the negative, we just didn't play clean. Uh, had some technique issues that we got got to clean up. I think guys were headed in the right direction, but at some position inexperience uh, inexperience uh, showed up. Um, So that put us behind the chains. And once we were behind the chains, uh, it's hard to convert third and longs. Now we had a success early, but then you just can't live in third and long all night. Uh, Back to the positive, explosive plays. It was good to see the explosive plays in the pass game, and run game. Uh, Really, really pleased with Kelly's poise. Uh, Obviously inconsistent at times, but his leadership and maturity showed up. Uh, Good to see, you know, Trevor jumping in that environment. It seemed like he wasn't phased. Still got some things that that he's learning and growing through. But, you know, those are the things that jump out at me the most. So uh, obviously excited to win. You know you go on that go on the road in that environment, uh, so many unknowns you got to tip your hat to, uh, to Elko. he did a really really good job, Changed some things up he was uh, he was determined not to to give us the the perimeter or give us the inside run. so uh, so obviously it took us a slow while to figure out playing cat and mouse, but I just pleased with the with the way that, that the heart of the champion came out in our guys and they found a way to win
3: clemson co-offensive coordinator tony elliott there the tigers put up 413 total yards on texas a&m 298 through the air 115 uh, on the ground on 32 rushing attempts they the uh the clemson defense we'll get into that in a moment did actually a pretty good job on the ground giving up uh 71 yards on the ground on 32 carries averaging about 2.2 carries uh, 2.2 yards a carry On the negative side, though, the uh, secondary gave up a whopping 430 yards, uh, averaging about 10 yards per attempt. So, obviously, it looked like there were some holes in the secondary, and we'll get some comments from Coach Venables in just a second. Uh, More from Coach uh, Elliott here, though, as we wrap up the look at the offense.
1: Uh, no question, and, and obviously it was it was similar to an opener. Uh, when you when you talk about preparing, there was a lot of unknown, especially for us uh, offensively. We played against uh, Elko and his scheme, but again, that was a couple years ago. And obviously, he's got new personnel. You know, talking about you know one of his guys came out and said they might try something different, and he did a little something different on third down that we hadn't seen in the past. So so it was a lot like an opener. There was a lot more uh, in the plan to be able to have at our disposal just to try and see how it was going to weed out. So definitely, but I think the biggest thing from from this game that we're going to be able to coach off of is we made a lot of mistakes and mistakes that could have cost us the game and we found a way to win and so if we can if we can take ownership of that and go back to the basics and really really focus on the detail uh, the guys played hard man they fought they fought their tails off uh, but again our formula for success and you see it here on the walls in the indoor is that you got to have effort with technique and we had a ton of effort and we had technique at times but we didn't have consistent technique you know every single snap that we needed
3: no turnovers for the Clemson offense on Saturday night. A couple of turnovers for the Texas A&M defense, and the Tigers needed pretty much every play to hold off that uh, 108,000-fan strong 12th man down there at Texas A&M. Some comments from Coach Venables, and you know, when you look at just the numbers here, it just doesn't look good. 430 yards through the air. Now, I was talking with um, my buddy Mike last night about this. It seems like every year about this time, Clemson has a team that will light them up offensively. Uh, if you remember the past couple of seasons, uh, Pitt did it. You've also got Louisville throws for a ton of yards. And Clemson has a game like this where they just hold on and gut it out late. So it's kind of a trend there in the early to mid season there for the Tigers. But let's hear some comments from Coach Brent Venables from this morning.
2: Yeah, I thought our guys uh, played with great effort. Um, I thought we came out and uh, had a really pretty good first half. And um, I thought that uh, Texas A&M, uh, I thought the quarterback, Mond, uh, and the receivers made some terrific plays in the game. Uh, disappointed in uh, uh, just eye discipline. and uh you know guys started trying to do too much and uh i thought our guys up front played great all night thought they had a, a plan to try to slow them down and neutralize them i still thought that they were very disruptive i think we knocked the quarterback down to the ground 18 times uh and uh, so a lot of that is them most of it is them uh and uh, just uh, very proud of uh, the fight that they had all the way to the end, some of the plays that we made, some incredible plays in the game that were difference makers. And uh, whether it's, again, the block field goal, Kayvon popping the ball out, the pick, uh, there right at the end. Uh, Justin Foster uh, with Cleland's, uh with the strips, uh, forced fumble, and Justin coming up with it. There's a lot to build on. A lot we got a lot of work to do uh, to become a a really good defense, to get that cohesion uh, to where it needs to be, and just the consistency. And it's really it's uh, it's just some discipline things. Just again, high discipline, and and again, uh, trust in in the scheme and what we're doing. Um, We had a couple guys that were wide open twice in cover two, uh, where we again just lost leverage and. And uh another time they didn't uh they didn't capitalize. Another time in quarters coverage. We just gotta be we gotta play a little bit better, a little bit smarter. And uh, you know, again credit A and M, you know, uh, uh, for making some really good plays too in the game.
4: Were you disappointed in the secondary overall or
2: was it about well, I don't think it's not. I think it's disappointed in at times where we lacked the same things I just said, you know, uh, where we lost uh, again, leverage, uh, whether it's man or two deep or quarters uh, or, uh, again, just guys, uh, again, just not playing with the discipline with their eyes. And uh, this is a team that that's good enough to expose you, obviously, when, uh, you know, you're not looking at the right things.
3: Uh, Coach Venables there, the defensive coordinator for Clemson, exposed is right to the tune of 430 yards through the air. And I've said it before. I said it before we heard the comments there. It seems like with this Clemson defense, they have a game or two like that every year where a team will light them up a little bit and then they come back, make adjustments, and then go from there. So interesting stuff there from Coach Venables. Uh, Some instant reaction there from uh, Facebook includes... Lynn saying, no one talked about the fumble on the goal line. Yeah, Coach, uh, Coach Elliott talked about that and said they needed to really capitalize on stuff when um, it came about. Uh, dropped INT is a good point from Keith there. Uh, two dropped INTs. That's, that's a good point from Rich there. So lots of stuff to clean up. It is game two, though, and I think that Clemson has uh, the personnel that they can uh, fix a lot of this stuff as they move on. But now it's a completely different thing. Because now instead of playing against a pass happy offense, now you're going to be playing against two teams that are going to run some of this option, this spread option, etc. And it's not, uh, you know, it's it's a completely different ball game. You've had to gear up for this. We won't get another uh, another beat on the secondary for at least three weeks. So you are listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Strap in. It's time for The List. The List today is my favorite things from the weekend. I feel like I'm Oprah Winfrey talking about I like this and I like that, but these are my favorite things from the weekend of sports. Number five i like des bryant trolling the dallas cowboys on twitter he basically retreated retweeted a um a tweet saying uh if the cowboys had des bryant and dan bailey their former kicker they would have won the game and he tweeted out basically uh yeah that that's an absolute fact or something like that i mean he is trolling the dallas cowboys on twitter which is absolutely funny Number four. Number four is the Chicago Bears fans who last night on Twitter were losing their mind. There were about, I, I think I counted like 15 different tweets from Bears fans where they were uh, basically talking about Aaron Rodgers and how he faked an injury and, and, and all this stuff, and they were just lighting him up. I'll, I'll retweet some of those later, at Rob Sounds Good. So uh, look out for that later on. Number 3. Number 3 is the University of Kentucky breaking that 31 game streak at Florida. Those guys looked like they had won the Super Bowl. I mean, they you would have thought they had won the Super Bowl. They were so happy. And you look back at Kentucky. They went in there like 20 years ago with Tim Couch. And you know, he went in and everybody thought he was the best quarterback ever. Yeah, and Florida won 65 to nothing. So this kind of gets a, a um, kind of a monkey off of the Kentucky program's back. So it was great to see the uh, the effort there, and for them to finally break that streak against the uh, Gators. Number two. Number two was Brandon McIlwain. Yes, the Brandon McIlwain that played here at the University of South Carolina. It was nice to see him land on his feet. I always liked him for some reason. I like two-sport athletes. Maybe that's my big thing. But he goes out to California, got into some of the game uh, the other night, did score a rushing touchdown. I didn't get his full list of stats, but he did get a rushing touchdown there for the Bears. Nice to see a young man land on his feet. And number, one. number one is Aaron Rodgers owning the NFL last night. Aaron Rodgers basically laughing at the Chicago Bears. Okay, I'll spot you 20 points. Go ahead. You can have 20 points. Yeah, you can fall on my knee and screw up my knee. I'm cool with that. Guess what? I'm going to come out in the second half, and we're going to blow your doors off, which is what the Green Bay Packers did. It was so funny late in the first, late in the fourth quarter. Packers are still down, and he's laughing at the Bears' defense. You can see him standing there, and he is laughing at the Bears' defense. Aaron Rodgers is a bad, bad man. And I feel sorry for the NFC North. I mean, it is, it is the, you know, the Packers division. We've talked about that. Aaron Rodgers is healthy. They win the division. Simple as that. So there's my five from the weekend. If you would like to respond to any of those, 803 978 1832 is the number. 803 978 1832 is the number. For some reason, I got all these Vikings fans on Facebook Live. They're all talking about wait until you play the Vikings. What what? I I don't get it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers plays. We know what happens. Simple as that. So the Bears fans tweeting me out about, yeah, we we think he faked the injury. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. That's when you know that a player is in your head. When your fan base is tweeting out at him, cursing at him, etc. And... He gets hurt and they're talking about he that he faked an injury. <laughs> I truly have nothing on that. I, I don't know where they go could kind of get off with that. Chicago Bears fans are thirsty for a win, man. They need they need a win almost as bad as the Cleveland Browns, who almost made my top five with getting the tie yesterday. Here's a thought. I I don't know much, but why not give Baker Mayfield a trot out there, man? Terod Taylor didn't play like he was light at lights out awesome let's get the let's get the kid in there and let him play same thing up in buffalo they lost like 40 to 7 let their let their young quarterback play if you're getting hammered what's the deal let, let's get these kids out there the jets by the way will start a kid tonight sam darnold will uh have an opportunity here to get his uh his first start of the season for the jets so we'll uh, be watching some Monday Night Football tonight. The SEC and ACC announced their television schedule for the week of the 22nd, so not games this week, but next week. Let's run down those real quick. The Gamecocks will play at 4 o'clock against Vanderbilt. That'll be on the SEC Network. Other games, Georgia and Missouri at noon. Kent State and Ole Miss at noon. Texas A&M at Alabama. That's the 3:30 game. Mississippi State at Kentucky's at 7. Louisiana Tech at LSU's at 7. Arkansas at Auburn's at 7. And Florida at Tennessee will also be a 7 o'clock game. Here we go. Some uh, notes from the ACC here. They announced their games for next week. Clemson will play Georgia Tech at 3.30. That's going to be either ABC or ESPN. Uh, Notre Dame will play Wake Forest at noon. Pitts at North Carolina at 12.20. Louisville at Virginia at 12.30. North Carolina Central at Duke at 3.30. Northern Illinois at Florida State. I wonder if that backpack's going to show up for that game. We'll find out. And then you got FIU at Miami at 3.30. And Connecticut at Syracuse at 4 o'clock. Previously announced games include Boston College at Purdue at noon. Virginia Tech at Old Dominion at uh, 3.30. And NC State will play at Marshall at 7 o'clock. So 3.30 start for Clemson a week from uh, this week and uh, four o'clock start for the Gamecocks. so both games will be going on at the same time that's kind of cool to watch i know my buddy positive mike has like the big huge like three tvs set up in his house i don't know what he does for his wife on sundays my wife would have me like i don't know painting something every sunday or some ridiculous thing if i set up three tvs in the living room my goodness so as we get set for that, uh, the next, this coming weekend, of course, South Carolina opens up as a 13.5-point favorite over Marshall. Also, Clemson is a 35-point favorite over Georgia Southern. The interesting thing about these two games is uh, can South Carolina rebound? That's going to be the big thing. Will the Gamecocks get off the mat? They're already going into it without their uh, one of their best defensive linemen, D.J. Wanham. Clemson on the other hand I think a lot of it has to do with just Clemson staying focused especially in a game like this I mean they're a 35 point favorite over uh, Georgia Southern I don't think that uh, there are many people out there that are going to pick the Eagles who were picked to finish near the bottom of the Sun Belt to uh, actually come in and give the Tigers much problems but uh, a completely different style of offense as I said going into the last break and it's almost like a tune up game because they play Georgia Tech the next week so they have two weeks of brent venables basically pounding this into their head watch out for a lot of uh these speed option plays and spread option and stuff like that because that's what both of these teams do now paul johnson does it a little bit better than everybody else that's why he's in the acc but paul johnson by the way they have tough loss to south florida (laughs) There were a lot of games that just didn't make sense this weekend. Another game that kind of stuck out with me was what was going on with North Carolina, man. North Carolina dropped their game to East Carolina. This is a week after East Carolina lost to NCANT. Yeah. I don't know what's going on up there at North Carolina. I'm sure that they're going to be looking for another coach here soon. I think the two hottest seats in the country right now, as far as coaches go, Larry Fedora and uh, Kingsbury out at Texas Tech. Those two guys, it's it's kind of frying right now. 803-978-1832 is the number. 803-978-1832 is the number. That was probably two of the most shocking things this weekend, though, were the losses out of conference by um, North Carolina and, of course, Georgia Tech, if you were looking on the ACC front. The other is uh, Florida State with the trouble they have with Sanford. Willie Taggart better put something in those backpacks, man. Because if not, it's going to get ugly down there in Tallahassee. You are listening to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Hear us around the world on the iHeartRadio app and, of course, right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400.
2: Welcome back to The Rundown. Follow Rob on Twitter at RobSoundsGood.
3: And welcome back to The Rundown right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Shout out to the folks watching us on Facebook Live today. We appreciate you. Let's see what all's out there. Uh, Rich, Karen. Oh, Wes, watching me on Facebook Live. That's kind of weird. Carlos, Keith, uh, all kinds of folks. Lots of Minnesota Vikings fans. I don't get the whole thing where they're It sounds like this big bullhorn or whatever that they're blowing. I don't don't get all that. I have to to get with the guys after the show. They can talk to me about that. So, before we wrap up the show today, some uh, interesting notes that came about. First of all, three Tigers were named ACC Player of the Week. Uh, T. Higgins gets Receiver of the Week. Mitch Hyatt, Offensive Lineman of the Week. Cleveland Farrell was the Defensive Lineman of the Week. So, congratulations to those young men. And then... Excuse me. A couple other things before we get out of here. Jordan Spieth, he fell short in his bid for the Tour Championship, so he's going to miss it for the first time in his professional career and possibly face a penalty from the PGA for failing to play enough events this year as part of its field enhancement criteria. This is why people don't watch golf. I mean, let's be honest. If Tiger Woods isn't watching, and let's everybody's going to watch Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods could be terrible, and people are still going to watch Tiger Woods. Okay, but if you're not watching Tiger Woods, you're going to want to watch Jordan Spieth play. And he may not make the player. He's not going to make the tour championship. That's somebody needs to figure that out. That 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 makes no sense to me there. 803-978-1832 is the number. 803-978-1832 is the number. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk, the czar of Clemson Sports, will join us here uh, and take you home this afternoon. He's here from 4 to 6. As I said, two shocking upsets, in my opinion, over the weekend with Georgia Tech falling to South Florida, and you've got uh, North Carolina losing to East Carolina i i honestly don't know what's going on with the north carolina football program i just don't south florida just went there and said we're going to score more points than you and that's how they ended up beating um georgia tech but the north carolina football program in my opinion is in shambles and i think they're going to make a coaching change so Uh, a couple of other interesting notes from the weekend Ole Miss put up 76 points on Southern Illinois. They gave up 41 points, but they put up 76 points. There were times last year that the Ole Miss basketball team didn't score 76 points. The football team, they can can put some points on the board. So that was kind of interesting there from the SEC. Of course, Mississippi State going up and getting a win at Kansas State and winning convincingly. So that was um, on, on my radar there It was kind of like wow I was watching that game live I thought Kansas State would give them a little bit more of a run than that So that was kind of interesting in its own right Of course Florida winning over Kentucky 27-16 to They moved to 2-0 and On the season Vanderbilt's also 2-0 and on the season But Florida's 1-1 Tennessee's 1-1 If I'd have told you this like I don't know 20 years ago You would have laughed at me. But if you look at the SEC East right now, Vanderbilt's 2-0, Kentucky's 2-0, Georgia's 2-0. But after that, Florida, Tennessee, and South Carolina both sit at 1-1. Missouri is also 2-0. So interesting stuff there. Um, And an SEC West team that fell off a little bit this week was Arkansas dropping a game to Colorado State as they go on the road and lose 34-27. to 27. Former Clemson offensive coordinator Chad Morris taking his first loss of the year at Arkansas. Now around the ACC, of course, we mentioned the games with uh, East Carolina getting that win over uh, North Carolina. Uh, it looks like Penn State had got over the, uh, the Appalachian State hangover there as they win big over uh, Pitt. Fifty-one to six, Miami, no problem with Savannah State. Duke, by the way, is two and zero on the year. They win the battle of the SAT bowls or SAT, you know, uh, scores as they went over Northwestern twenty-one to seven. North Carolina State moves to two zero on the season as well. Boston College, which by the way should be ranked, how how Boston College is not ranked as strong as they are, I don't get, but they. Um, they move to two and zero on the season, as uh, they win big over Holy Cross. Now, an interesting matchup in that uh, in the ACC this week is on Thursday night where Boston College will play Wake Forest. Boston College is like a five and a half point favorite. That is going to be a great, great Thursday night game there, as um, we head into the football weekend. Uh, Florida State, by the way, they hold on to win over Sanford thirty six to twenty eight. Indiana wins over Virginia 20-16 to Virginia like remember when Virginia like got the first win over Florida State when they were in the ACC now Virginia is an afterthought they've lost 14 games in a row to Virginia Tech it's not even, it's not even a rivalry anymore why do they even bother playing that game if you win 14 straight that's not even, that's not even worth talking about it's crazy. Uh, I'm getting trolled by some folks on Facebook Live. Rich says he's obviously a Minnesota Vikings fan. He doesn't like winning, but he does say that it's better than having cheese on our head. He doesn't understand the concept of cheese heads. There, so that's fine. Uh, Keith's talking about uh, being a kid in New England, and he became—I I think he became a Patriots fan when—or uh, something about with Parcells up there. I got to read the whole message here from afar. 803-978-1832 is the number. Gamecocks open up as a 14-point favorite over Marshall. Clemson is a 35-point favorite over Georgia Southern. Those uh, There aren't very many really good matchups this weekend. I mean, I guess you've got Texas and Southern Cal. Ugh. Really? These early season matchups are just kind of flat. Football gets really good in like October where you've got teams that you know you're right into the heart of conference season september football is like the the preseason in my opinion in the nfl some of the games are good but the majority of them are kind of flat i mean miami's playing savannah state alabama's playing arkansas state i don't even know where arkansas state is i'm assuming it's in arkansas but where's it at in arkansas i don't know tomorrow on the show we'll have the latest comments from coach dabo sweeney and of course coach muschamp as we give you the wrap up on their tuesday press conferences we'll also do a tour of the acc and sec for the weekend uh i will have uh i thinking i have the folks on from herb fm tomorrow to talk a little bit about the uh fall of florida state and get his thoughts on the uh, florida state backpack Corey on facebook live says he's sending me a florida state turnover backpack we'll uh i'll be waiting by the mailbox for that sir appreciate that be sure to check out the podcast for the show the podcast is great because you can listen whenever you want as swanny said it's dvr on the radio right here um, on fox sports radio 1400 go to the website fox sports 1400.com and you can uh download the podcast and subscribe and then pick it up and listen whenever you want so so simple Be sure to check out um, ClemsonSportsTalk.com, by the way. If you're into Clemson stuff there, you can get uh, a complete rundown on everything that the assistant coach has said this morning and a wrap from uh, Texas A&M. Sanders Sullivan was down at that game. I think uh, former intern Lowell was at the game. I think he had some stuff up there. The Tiger forums are also up, so you can go and uh, chat with Clemson fans if you want to do that. Remember, Tiger Calls is tonight right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, your new home for Clemson sports in the Midlands. So Coach Dabo Sweeney will be on the air tonight here for Tiger Calls. My name is Rob Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Rob Sounds Good. Tomorrow we will rejoin you right here at 3 o'clock. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk is next. He will take you home this afternoon. And uh, once again, I appreciate you listening and have a great rest of the afternoon.
2: 18- Plus.